making a movie physically and mentally destroys you. You know, it just, it just does. It becomes such a labor of love that sometimes we neglect to look at it as a business. People lock into this idea that there is a correct way to do things. There's not. There's a million ways to do it. Video has become the most effective way to get people to do something that it is you want them to do. It's time for filmmakers to get real with Jeffrey Michael Bays and Forrest Day Jr. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 24. You know, I don't watch movies. And uh, Forrest, I don't know if you watch movies, but I just don't watch movies. And, and, you know, I watch a few here and there. But when it comes to Oscar season, I really don't know these movies that are nominated. You know what I mean? It's like I've never seen any of these movies. No, I haven't watched them either. I watch movies, but I tend to watch the same movies over and over again, like The Sixth Sense and stuff like that. I love that movie. I'll watch that over. Any any Don Knotts movie I'll watch over and over. Uh, yeah, so I'm a little out of touch. The reason we're talking about this is because our guest today, John Booker, is actually a part of a pre-Oscar bash stream that is going to be on Facebook coming up this Friday, actually. And this is kind of a big deal. So if any of our listeners are into movies and into the Oscars and all of that, this is something that could be interesting. There's a lot of people they've got in this pre-Oscar bash. The great Steve Katz, one of the originals of the Michael Weesey line of books. You remember uh, Shot by Shot? Mm-hmm. Yep. The the blue book, I the, have the big blue book with the, you know, it is the quintessential book for any director. And by the way, that book is coming out with a special edition this year, which I'm sure we'll be talking mm-hmm. about again. But anyways, all of these guys are getting together at the Joseph Campbell's Writers Room in Los Angeles at Studio School. And they're going to be having this live stream this Friday about their predictions about, you know, the Academy Awards, which is going to be on this Sunday. And it's free. It's free. So we have John. Yeah, He's going to be. From 2 p.m. Right. 2, 2 p.m. to 3.30. 3, uh, 3 Pacific. Pacific. Yeah. So so given the fact that neither of us knows anything about this, John is going to be on to tell us about this and maybe something that our listeners will be interested in. John is also a teacher at the studio school in Los Angeles and at LA film studies center. And he's also the author of master of the cinematic universe. And he's the author of a book about virtual reality called storytelling Mm -hmm. for virtual reality. And um, that, you know, that makes me wonder, is this something that we should be talking about on the podcast so give us send us an email or tweet us at Borges Film or email info at Borges.com if you're interested in hearing about virtual reality. Should we have John back sometime to talk about VR and how to tell stories in VR? That That's um, something that I've never had experience in. I, I think it's an up and coming thing because you see more and more of it. I mean, you see the VR glasses, even... Uh, like the new Apple iPods or uh, iPads rather have a, an app on there that you can put yourself into VR, like different scenes from different movies. And, uh, you know, I've gone into the store into the Apple store and I've checked it out. So it seems like it's, it's making its way into everything. So I'd, I'm sure it's going to be big in filmmaking down the road. So I think we yeah. should have them on and talk about it. 
That's my opinion, but well, we'll leave it up to our uh, he's, listeners. He's just a wealth of information. <laughs> if if you want to, if you want us to talk about VR, send us an email info at borgus.com, tweet us at Borgus Film, and if you don't, then we just won't talk about it. So it's up to you. It really is. We're leaving it up to you. So we'll be right back with John Booker. That's one thing Alfred Hitchcock was really good at, creating suspense with a camera. For the last couple of years, I've been teaching Hitchcock suspense techniques at festivals like Buffalo, St. Louis, Palm Springs, Los Angeles. Filmmakers are learning easy tricks for building suspense that are so easy to implement. Now there's a way for you to get access in my new book, Suspense with a Camera. It's available in bookstores now. And don't miss our free docuseries on YouTube called Hitch 20. now is John Booker. He's a renowned strategist, cultural mythologist, and he teaches at the Joseph Campbell Writers Room at Studio School in Los Angeles and at the LA Film Studies Center. John is the author of a lot of books, including Storytelling for Virtual Reality, A Best Practice Guide to Sex and Storytelling, which was released a few months ago. Also, The Master of Cinematic Universe, the Secret Code to Writing in the New World of Media. Welcome to the show, John. It's really good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to get into your book a little later, too, Master of the Cinematic Universe. But you are the host of a pre-award bash for the Oscars that's coming up February 22nd, which is just around the corner. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yes, I, I have been very privileged to be an author who's been a member of the Michael Weesey family uh, for some time now. And, uh, of course, Michael Weesey, you know, Productions has produced uh, the most significant books in all of storytelling, everything from Save the Cat to The Writer's Journey. Uh, you know, it, it's just been a heavily, heavily influential brand in the creative community. And I'm honored to be uh, an author who has a book with Michael Weesey, and I'm joining with several of my other co-authors uh, or, or, or uh, authors of other books, you know, as well, um, on an upcoming event that Michael Weesey is uh, putting on, and it's it's right before the Academy Awards, and basically it's myself and a group of other authors who uh, will be making predictions about who we feel like will win uh, the Academy Awards uh, for, for various categories, as well as who we think should have won and maybe who was snubbed and didn't even get nominated. So that's going to be streaming live on Facebook, on Michael Weesey's uh, Facebook page. So highly encourage you to go to Michael Weesey Productions' Facebook page and um, uh, RSVP to, to watch that live streaming event and and we, we're very excited about it. We're recording it here in Los Angeles, but streaming it out all over the world and would love to have you be a part. And it's 100% free. 100% free. How do you beat that? 
Now, uh, you were talking about who got snubbed and everything. Are you guys going to be broadcasting live during the Oscars also? Or, <laughs> no, or is it like- no, we're going to be broadcasting uh, just uh, you know two days before the Oscars. So oh, okay. we, we're going to get our predictions on the record. So if we're, we're uh-huh. right or wrong, we will uh, be able to be called out on it because we're recording that uh, two days before the Oscars. So we, we don't have any prior information. We're just going off our gut and what we think is going to do well. So how did you do your homework for this? A lot of movie watching? <laughs> you know, I am someone who uh, goes to two to three movies a week. Uh, oh, boy. I, I really, I, I'm just, I'm in love with the movies. I love story and I love, uh, you know, cinematic storytelling. So I was very glad when uh, the AMC theater chain, you know, began their program, their A-list program where you could uh, pay a monthly fee and go to two to, or go to three movies a week. And I try and get my money's worth out of that. So mm-hmm. Aside from the independent films that I see, you know, that are not uh, uh, something that make it to theaters, I also make it to the theater two to three times a week to try and see everything that comes out. So I'm fortunate enough to have seen uh, all of the uh, nominees in all the major categories um, uh, this year. So I I feel like I've got at least uh, a, a good platform to speak from. Now, can you watch movies? Can you enjoy a movie for its story? Or do you sit there and go, I don't know, that that story structure there is like, are you one of those guys? No, you know, I get asked that question a lot. And I'll be honest with you, I have the ability to flip off that light switch and just sit there and let the film wash over me and enjoy it. And I can enjoy films that don't even have good structure. Uh, you know, if there if there are strong characters or something else I like about the film, uh, I I'm not a film snob. I like a lot more movies than I dislike, and I can totally turn it off so that when I'm in the theater, I can just really enjoy the experience. And you know, I I saw a lot of films I really enjoyed and appreciated this year. So when you do the uh, pre bash party that's coming up. Are you going to just be sitting there in front of the computer? Are you going to have like your popcorn and your soda and maybe sitting in a recliner? I mean, how no, do you do this? No, we're, we're actually going to be gathering the group of uh, uh, other authors and I. We're going to be gathering at Studio School in Los Angeles. And, uh, oh. you know, we're, we're going to be filmed and it's going to be broadcast live over the Internet. But we'll actually be in the same space. So it'll be like watching a oh, television okay. show for the people at home. But uh, for us, we'll actually be in in the studio there, uh, you know, broadcasting that live out of the studio. Oh, okay. I thought it was kind of like what we're doing. Like I'm in Massachusetts <laughs> right now. You're in California. Right. And, and, and Jeffrey's in Kansas City. So we're all, we're all over the world. We are. And you guys are going to be in one room. I think that's pretty darn cool. It is. Now, is there going to be audience participation on this? Yeah, there, there will definitely be a few uh, people there in the live audience. Uh, but for the most part, the largest part of the audience, of course, is watching online. But we are going to uh, try and take a couple of questions from people who are watching online. We've got people watching the social media uh, that, you know, if you uh, tweet at us or at uh, Michael Weesey Productions, we'll be watching those social media feeds so people can ask us questions and we can respond respond there uh, live on the broadcast. Perfect. And just so people know, if you want to write this down, it's Friday, February 22nd, 2019, uh, from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. That's Pacific Standard Time. So uh, wherever you are as you move across the country, remember to add an hour 
to that. So if or, or unless you go to Alaska, then of course you got to subtract some hours. But, and, and Hawaii, sorry, Alaska and Hawaii, the forgotten children of the United States. <laughs> so that's cool. Now um, let's talk about your book a little bit, which was uh, co-written, uh, Masters of the Cinematic, or it's actually singular, Master of the Cinematic Universe. Talk yeah. about that book a little bit. Yeah. And, what what it covers? Uh, well, the book was co-written with uh, my uh, my dear friend and uh, often colleague Jeremy Casper, and Jeremy and I have been teaching short form filmmaking for the past ten years together. And along the way, we have watched thousands and thousands of uh, of short films and short pieces of content that we've um, you know g- given critique to and that we've helped develop. And through that process, Jeremy and I learned. A lot about what really works in short form content and what doesn't. And so Master of the Cinematic Universe is really a collection of the things that we've learned over the past decade in developing short form content with others uh, in, in helping to create um, you know professional work in that space. So it, it really is helpful, uh, especially in our day and age where you have so much content that is developed now, uh, you know, much shorter than even the half hour television show. You know, the the online mm. streaming content that, uh, you know, exists on Vimeo and YouTube and um, with a, a million other, uh, other outlets. Um, we we feel like there's a way to telling a story in those outlets. And one of the things I want to mention to people listening that they may not be familiar with is the, the upcoming rise of app-based storytelling. What this is is uh, different apps that are creating original content in short form. One I've really enjoyed has been uh, an app called Black Pills. And Black Pills uh, creates original shows, original content, and it's become like its own television network. Uh, most of the shows are less than 10 minutes per episode, and there's usually about 10 episodes in a season. So, you know, in a an hour, hour and a half, you can watch an entire season of a show. Um, and I think there's really a future in that. We're seeing that with a lot of genre content, like uh, there, there's a couple of horror horror platforms that are doing the same thing. So I think it's worth learning how to tell a story in short form uh, to be able to address the content needs that are arising with all this technology we're enjoying. I find that uh, as we progress through time, everything is more niche-based. In other words, you know, like you say, there's an app for horror, there's an app for comedy you know they can you can actually tell your story to your audience nowadays whereas it's not so much broadcasting i guess as it used to be you know 25 30 years ago it was broadcast you you got to write a story that appeals to everybody with these apps and everything i I, that's pretty cool and somebody had told me about black pills now i really got to look it up well Uh, they sent me a link and everything and i should have clicked on it i guess (laughs) well for (laughs) for us the the thing that excites me most about all these apps and in other you know mediums is there's never been a better time to be a storyteller there's never Mm -hmm. been more opportunity out there to get your story told and so I think that that's really exciting. You know, it used to just be, um, you know, when I, when I was in, in film school, you know, either you got your stuff into theaters or you you got your content on television. And that was the those were the only two avenues, you know, that were available. Now there's literally thousands of different outlets to get your story out there. So I just.
just feel like it's an exciting time for us as storytellers. There's never been a better time to be in this uh, space that we're in. Mm-hmm. And as as we move along where there where there is more outlets, and I'm going to ask you this as a guy who watches every movie that comes out, have you seen the movies, the mainstream movies I'm talking about, not the indie films, these mainstream movies, have you seen a change in, in how they're... Um, hitting their audiences, if you know what I mean, the stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because they're certainly, for the most part, are still using um, classic hero's journey structures, you know, in, in the stories. Um, what we have seen a difference in um, has been the rise of sort of spectacle storytelling. And th- this is uh, encompasses like the um, the the superhero genre and the the high action genre, um, you know, films that are really developed around a concept um, as opposed to you know uh, character based storytelling. The other place we've really seen things change, things change is most people are consuming most of their content now through streaming devices. So whether that's mm-hmm. Netflix or Amazon or uh, Hulu or or any of these streaming devices. What is has changed there from a storytelling perspective is now we have the ability to tell these 10 hour, 12 hour stories because a season of these show, you know, one of these shows that's on a streaming network, it really isn't, uh, you know, just 12 separate stories. It's one mm-hmm. long story over the course of a season. So we're getting to tell these really long stories. So we're, we're seeing some, you know, some shifts and some moves in the uh, length of stories that are told. We're seeing a lot of growth in long form storytelling like streaming networks offer. We're seeing a lot of growth in short form storytelling like YouTube and Vimeo. And then we're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the traditional features that are, you know, in the cineplexes uh, continue to uh, offer us, you know, storytelling right in the range of about two hours. But structurally, I I think things uh, are continuing to uh, remain much the same uh, from a structural point of view in, in the mainstream market. Part of that is because good story structure is based on how human beings solve problems. And while our problems have changed, the way that we solve them kind of remains the same. Do you see a change in the way like characters are developed? Are they developed more slowly, perhaps, than in a movie? Yeah. Uh, and, and the way the story is told, like, what do you see as the biggest differences? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting because the the characters, we when you have 12 hours to tell us the story of uh, a set of characters, you, you can afford the time to develop those characters more slowly. Now, you've got to maintain the audience's attention. You've got to, you know, keep people engaged. But I think we're seeing much more profound character arcs in the stories that are told over these long periods of time. So I I really enjoy watching, um, you know, a a show where a character can really begin their journey quite slowly and then over the course of the season really go on a journey that feels organic and natural. And I think, honestly, for those big changes in characters, the, the more time it takes to develop those and the more slowly they occur, the more realistic they feel, the more they feel like real life, because that, that's sort of how our own lives work. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I know you got to get to your class. 
I don't want to take up all your time. <laughs> well, what else? Is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, I, I uh, would just love to say that I, I feel like oftentimes many of the uh, the, the people who uh, are, are listening to podcasts like this or trying to write their own stories, create their own content, um, I, I feel like sometimes you can feel like you're all by yourself or that you're really not making any progress and where you're wanting to get. And I really want to encourage you to continue to engage communities like the the podcast that uh, uh, Forrest and Jeffrey are offering here. I want to continue to uh, uh, encourage you to engage the, the storytelling community, be it through the books, be it through uh, the, the, the streaming events like the one that we're going to be having uh, soon. I, I think Keeping engaged in the community is a way to keep the fires burning inside yourself as storytellers. And the more that we engage with different authors who are writing about these things, the more we engage in the events that are happening around story, the more that we listen to the podcasts and and read the books, um, the more that we're going to feel less alone in creating our our own stories we want to bring out into the world. So um, being a part of these communities really is a significant thing for your career and for the things that you want to accomplish. So I just want to... To, uh, to, to send love and encouragement to everybody out there who is trying to tell their stories. Thank you, John. And you're so right. Everybody that we've had on this podcast, every time I walk away with new knowledge, and it's great, I, I find that this family of filmmakers and script writers and production managers and everything are really a family that are always willing to share uh, their knowledge and and their thoughts. So it's a really great community to be involved in. And uh, one more time, if you could plug your your book and your website absolutely. and uh, the, the pre-Oscar bash too. Yes, absolutely. So the pre-awards bash is going to be on February the 22nd and it's at 2 p.m. Pacific time and you can go to Michael Weesey Productions Facebook page to RSVP to be a part of that stream. We'd love to have you. You can follow more of what I'm doing and my work uh, at my website, which is tellingabetterstory.com or follow me on Twitter at John, J-O-H-N-K-B-U-C-H-E-R. Thank you for joining us today, John. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for us. Well, that's our show for today, and uh, we have a lot of interesting shows on the way, by the way. We have Diane Bell coming back to talk to us about producing and uh, uh, producing your own scripts. Uh, she's going to be talking about marketing in one of our shows coming up. We're also talking with Michael Kohler of Lights Film School, and we're going to be talking with Maury Worsarski, uh, talking about fundraising for your indie film. So a lot of interesting stuff coming up. Get Real Indie Filmmakers is created by Forrest Day Jr., who's also the host of Rolling Tape on YouTube. And Jeffrey Michael Bays, who's the author of several books, including Between the Scenes, What Every Film Director, Writer, and Editor Should Know About Scene Transitions and Suspense with a Camera, A Filmmaker's Guide to Hitchcock's Techniques. Tweet us at Borges Film or email info at Borges.com and tell us what we should be talking about on our upcoming shows. Get Real Indie Filmmakers is a production of Borges Networks. 2019.